You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And I have with me today a delightful woman who has been a professional matchmaker and connecting soulmates since 2002. And she also does dating coaching and all kinds of fun stuff. Marla Martinson, uh, we met at New Media Summit uh, recently, and that, well, recently, last year, and the, um, and, and she, it's just fun. She has a great story. She has a really great outlook on things, and so those of you who um, are wondering when you're going to find the love of your dreams, this is the show for you. She's also an award-winning author, energy healer. She hosts her own shows um, and has been interviewed on well over 100 uh, radio and TV shows to include the Today Show and, and many, many more. So let's welcome Marla Martinson to the show today. Welcome, Marla. Hey, Tonya. Thanks for having me. Hi, everybody. Oh, you are so welcome. And so today we're going to be talking about dating soulmates, right? Because, you know, dating's one thing. That's a whole genre and conversation. And then you've got like all of our woo-woo folks and our, and our spiritual folks and whatever who, who really want to have that connection and to feel like it's significant. So I, I love where the conversation is going to go today. But before we jump right into that, let's go ahead and ask you, what are your superpowers? Well, my superpower is that I'm a real life Cupid. I connect, as you said, I connect uh, people with their soulmates. And um, there's nothing more rewarding than that. Uh, so that's one of my superpowers. I have, you know, kind of a lot of magical superpowers. I also, you know, I'm a great dating coach. Uh, I write really funny memoirs, and I can. I I'm an energy healer, like you said. I do crystal healing and Reiki, which opened me up to be able to do angel readings, so I can connect with an angel. So that's pretty, pretty superpower magical. Which uh, people actually, a woman just ordered one this morning, and her question is, "What do you see? What does the angel see for my love life? And when am I? That's what people want to know. When am I going to meet that special person? So they're looking. Anywhere they can, even to the angelic realm, to find out. Mm. So tell me how, how all that works for you. Because, you know, it's interesting. I, I, relationships just weren't a thing I was going to transmute or have challenges with this lifetime. Like, I knew the second, actually, even before I met my husband, I knew uh, that I was going to meet him. And the second I saw him, and I mean, we just knew, like, all the lifetimes kind of came forward. I, mm. And I just had that level of clarity. But I work with a lot of folks who don't have that level of clarity or they, they, they have this sense that something's coming, but, but they don't see it. They don't know what that looks like yet. What, you know, how, how does this work? Well, you know, I, it's maybe sounds cliche, but um, it's that old saying, if you don't love yourself, uh, you know, how can someone else love you? So it does all come down to self-worth, self-love, being ready to meet that person, um, a lot of people will have this long list, um, you know, that he's got to be, uh, have six pack abs or six feet tall or have a million in the bank, or the guy will say she's got to have blonde hair or she's got to be a size two or whatever the list is, right? And, and, uh, not, and always kind of looking outside themselves, like this person's going to save me, this person's, you know, some women will say, well, I, you know, can't get my career going, I need a man to pay my bills, or I'm lonely, so I need someone to fill that space. And that's the wrong approach, because you're kind of 
doing it backwards. You've got to be happy with yourself, happy with your life, happy where you are. Then you're going to, your vibration's going to raise and then people are going to be attracted to you. You're going to be, who wants to be around someone who's down and, and a disaster. So um, that's really what it, what it comes down to. So that self work is the foundation for attracting and finding um, running into your soulmate. Well, but we don't like to hear that, right? Because that means that there's work to do, right? It's not, it's not, we can't blame that person for not showing up yet. It's like, you know, and, and so how do you help move people beyond the idea that this is a quick fix? Well, and, and it's not to say, listen, I, I had a lot of work to do on myself, but I was always in relationships. I was always from the time I was a teenager and I've been married three times and, and, but, but they were not healthy relationships. They were not the right person. I learned from it. I grew. I don't always like to say, you know, I don't like to call people or situations mistakes, but um, so it's not to say that if you don't do all that work, you won't meet somebody and you won't get in a relationship, but look, there's 50% or more divorce rate. Uh, There's a lot of uh, abuse, verbal abuse, physical abuse in relationships. Well, why is that? That's because we didn't do any, the work on ourselves and got into these situations with, with uh, the in quotes wrong uh, person. So yeah, there could be some, some work to do, but, but, uh, you know, it can be fun too. It doesn't have to be some drudgery. It's, it's, we can take some classes, we can start meditating. We could maybe if we want to feel better in our body, we're not taking care of our body. We can find something fun to some movement to do yoga or running or, or whatever that is, uh, switching over to some organic foods. So there's little subtle things that you can make it a lot of fun, fun too. So, um, you know, we've got to, even if you want a career, you have to train for it too. If you want to be a doctor or a writer or anything you want to do, you've got to learn the skills. So the same thing is, is true in dating. Mm, I, I love that you're taking that approach. And, and, I, and I, I, I really appreciate the, the practical kind of aspect. I think in, in today's era, uh, the, the Me Too and all, and all kinds of other things, it's refreshing to hear you say that you know, we have some ownership in the situations that we find ourselves in and how we've equipped ourselves to be in them. And I love the analogy with the job. It kind of takes some of the mystique and romanticism maybe out of the relationship conversation, but it, but it is applicable in the sense that, you know, if, if you find yourself working at a job that, that you don't enjoy, you know, you can pretty easily trace back how you got there. You know, but, but I think oftentimes in relationships, because it's this person, you know, there's this other thing to like bounce off of or to blame it's easy to blame that person. And, um, you know, I wrote about that in, in, in my first book of, you know, two rape scenarios that I experienced this lifetime and, and how I was able to kind of take some ownership of that. And I don't think that that's a hugely popular perspective, but I do think it's a much more realistic one. And I think that it also is what really truly aids people to move beyond and to not create that again and again and again and again. Um, but it, but it's not. I mean, I mean, how do you help people who maybe have had experience in abusive situations or not the right situations or anything like that? Really take a hard look and say, okay, how do I change this? As opposed to, you know, really sitting in that victim stance. 
Right. Well, I went, I went through that. I had very, always, always with very verbally abusive men, but you know what? I, I do take complete ownership because I stayed in those relationships when I saw the signs. I mean, I'd stay for years. I stayed seven years with my ex-husband. I stayed uh, four years with this other guy. And, and well, why did I do that? I, you know, I grew up uh, with a lot of alcoholism in my a family, so something there, um, something from the childhood, or this is all, we're all damaged from either past life, DNA, from conception, the egg and the sperm, or from childhood. We all have something that we've got to work through. That's what, you know, we're here, we're on this earth plane, it's not that easy. So we've all got something to work through. Even people who seem to have everything, you know, you've, uh, or these celebrities, you see that, oh my God, what a fairy tale life. And then all of a sudden you see, oh, there, this guy was cheating, or they're getting a divorce, or something happens. So we're all uh, working through stuff. So I take, when I look back, I say, how can I blame those? guys. They were just operating at the level that they knew how at the time or they could because of their issues. But I'm the, which not that their behavior was acceptable, but I stayed there in that situation. So I could have, I could have left for whatever reasons I was scared. I didn't want to lose him. Oh, I love him. Oh, we've got family in common. We've got this or money. So we can always find an excuse to stay in situations. And I know it can be hard hard to leave and things. And then when people have children, I never had children, but then, then it gets even more compl complicated. But we've got to take a look at, okay, um, what can I track back maybe to my past uh, that I can maybe clear, you know, energy work, um, holistic healing can help a lot with that. Um, uh, hypno hypnotherapy, tapping, um, just t journaling, meditating, taking a look, and, and then working on that self-love. You have to love yourself so much that this would not be something that you want to uh, experience in your life or invite in or have anymore. And don't beat yourself up about it. If you did, uh, you learned, you learned a lot. Maybe you can even help others from your pain or your past. And um, yeah, with that me too thing, it's, it's, I, I was in situations, I was an act actor trying to, you know, an aspiring actor for 20 years. I, how many times I had guys trying to get my clothes off or on the casting couch or trying to take me to lunch or lying. Um, but, you know, I mean, luckily I wasn't, uh, I mean, I, I did put myself in different situations. I could have been raped or something, but um, I look back and I, it's just kind of laughable But now. But it, it was terrible how they would try to do that to, to these girls. Um, but a lot of times we can see it too. We can see those signs, but we're hoping, we're still hoping, oh, but maybe it's true. Maybe he's going to put me in that movie. I'll just stay or go to his hotel room or something. So, you know, the, the women sometimes have so you know we have to take a look at well what was i doing was i my self esteem not high enough that i was put, also putting myself in some precarious positions you know mm -hmm. so. yeah and i i think that's really refreshing i know that that's something we talk about a lot and and ultimately it comes down to you know the choices we can continue to change to blame external circumstances and people but but when we can turn it back around and say okay if i had some ownership in it, in this that means i get to change it right and yeah. to me that's a very powerful conversation mm -hmm. yes yeah now there was a time when i was uh, physically attacked i was almost raped by two men in my apartment they they you know pushed in broke in there and attacked me you know that was a different story i was almost killed but but, um, you know, but at the same time, my husband at the time told me I was moving, I was moving 
we were moving from one apartment to the next across the street. And he says, don't do it after sunset. Don't do it. And he goes, just wait, I'll help you. Cause he was at work and he says, I'll help you the next day. No, I didn't listen to him. And I kept moving boxes and, and I almost got killed, you know, so <laughs> stubborn, yeah. stubborn Marla, you know, <laughs> Very interesting. Well, very cool. We're talking with Marla Martinson today about dating soulmates. And we're going to take a quick break. But before we do, Marla, where can people go to find out more about you? Uh, my website has everything there, marlamartinson.com, M-A-R-L-A-M-A-R-T-E-N-S-O-N. So marlamartinson.com. Beautiful. Well, very cool. Stick with us. When we come back, we're going to help you figure out how to find your soulmate. And I know it sounds like a lot of work and this and that, and and it is. but Let's have some, um, we'll, we'll, we'll come back and we'll share some practical tips for, for ways that, you know, maybe some signs you can look for. To how, how do you know if it's your soulmate and all that yummy, fun, romantic stuff that we like to talk about. So stick with us and we'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Perfect. We're back. You're listening to the Superpower Up podcast. And today we're talking with Marla Martinson about dating soulmates. So let's get into some of the, you know, before the break, we talked a lot about, you know, preparing yourself for, for, um, relationships that exist in specific frequencies, the, the people that we really truly want to build lives with and co-create with. But how do you know? How do you, when you're dating somebody, like there's all these like emotions and hormones and everything else running about, how do you know if that person is your soulmate? Oh, great point. I love that because <laughs> that the hormone thing, most people, uh, a lot of us, I used to think the same thing um, when I was younger. I'm not, now that my age is uh, older and I'm not run by hormones, which is kind of refreshing, you know, you call, you calm down. But, but uh, when we're in our 20, teens, 20s, 30s, we see a guy and, and it's like, oh my God, I, I'm in love, especially when that oxytocin kicks in, that's a, a hormone, that, a bonding hormone. And we kiss the guy or you either, if you have sex or even just kiss or hug or cuddle that you're flooded with that hormone and it's a bonding hormone. And you think, Oh my God, I want to marry this guy. I love this guy. And you just met him. And so, um, he, you know, he's cute. You like his personality. He dresses great. And then all these hormones. So you mistakenly think that that's your soulmate and then that's the right guy, but you really know nothing about him or his issues, or if that's a good, going to be a good life partner. So um, that's something. So if we can kind of take a, realize that and kind of take a step back and say, okay, well, you know, it's really exciting. I've got all these butterflies. It's really sexy. I'm having a great time, but just calm down and get to know that person and find out, meet their friends, find out who their family is, find out, you know, what, there, if you need to do it now, we have Google. If you need to do a background check, do it. You know, we want to know who we're getting involved with um, instead of 
I, I mean, I got married six months later uh, to a guy because he was French and he was cute. You know, it was like not really a good enough reason. Um, but you know, we we do think dumb stuff when we're when we're young. But yes, those hormones play a big part. So we just have to realize that and and do as my friend uh, dating coach Susan Allen says. You need to finesse. You finesse during the dates, asking you know, finding out information and not like a job interview or interrogating them, but you're like, oh, you know, Bob, I, I know that you, you know, uh, have been married before and, um, you know, you had a lot of stress there. Would, would you ever you know, think of getting married again? How would you feel about that? Or, you know, um, I, I, would you ever consider moving to another place? You know, I know you like to travel. What are your thoughts on living in a different city? There are ways to, to, bring up conversations so that you're like kind of secretly really finding out what they're all about and what their thoughts on things are. So. It's so funny that you're talking about that because when we, my, when my husband and I came out of, you know, the government arena out of corporate, of counter Intel, we built a, a counterintelligence firm and it, um, it, but we get asked all the time to give like dating classes and seminars so that people, because people feel unsafe or some people feel unsafe in the dating arenas. And it's everything that you're talking about is exactly what, how we advise people, um, whether it's getting involved in a business relationship, whether it's getting involved in, in a personal relationship, is the difference between intuitive due diligence and mechanical due diligence. And, you know, in the dating arena, a lot of times it's all about the intuitive, like, oh my gosh, I, you know, we're, we're in love, we're happy, we're all these things. And, and ultimately you find out, like, you don't really know a whole lot about that person. And, um, and there are so many ways. I love that you said, you know, get to know their friends, you know, that, and, and it, it's just comical to me because the question that we get asked most in workshops is, you know, like, how, how do you, you don't want the person to think that you don't trust them. So how do you kind of find out information in a way that doesn't sever that trust that that's building and you tackled it perfectly. Like there are ways to ask questions um, and I would take it even a step further and say that there are ways to qu- ask questions that, where you're gathering information that's actually verifiable. And a lot of times when casual conversation, we make a lot of assumptions, you know, and we don't say things like, um, I mean, even something simple in the dating arena is like, you know, people getting married and realizing they have really different ideas of raising children or even having children. And what happens is in casual conversation, they'll make assumptions and, and the, but, but rather than saying, you know, you know, how many children, you know, when you envision your life, how many children do you envision having, you know, as opposed to like, Oh, I like kids. Do you? And it's like, yeah. And then you think, Oh, they like kids. Therefore they must want to have kids. That's kind of a, a shoddy example, but it's, you know, a lot of times we only hear what we want to hear. And if you don't ask questions in a specific way, you find that you're making, you're, you're making decisions based on information that you think you have, but really you don't know anything. Um, you know, my favorite, Oh, I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say when, when, you know, my, I I mentioned um, to you before the show that when, when, or maybe it was during the show. Now I'm getting all confused on my timeline, but (laughs) you know, when my husband and I met, I immediately knew, like we met teaching at the counterintelligence special agent course. And I I immediately knew that we had already, that we had agreed to get married in this lifetime and co-create together. And, um, you know, but, but what's fascinating is when we were teaching there, we were helping new agents learn how to, 
interview and write reports and all these other things. And my favorite was when they'd have this amazing interview, you know, they get done, they'd be so proud of themselves and they go to write the report and they would realize they didn't know anything. Like it felt good. We really connected and they felt like they had a clear understanding of everything that went down, but, but it was how they were asking questions, you know, and, and they'd come back and be like, Oh, well, uh, you know, and, and, and something simple like, well, what was the make of the car? And like, Oh, I don't know. Was there even a car? Like, like, and you realize in that exercise, just how many assumptions we make in, in conversation. Oh, well, the biggest assumption, so listen to this, when I was in my 30s and I lived in Chicago and I, I met this guy out at a champagne bar, I was having a drink with a friend, he was there, and I went to the bathroom and he gave me his card. He was, he was so cute. I was so excited about this guy. And he asked me for on a date for lunch and he came and picked me up. We go to this place and we eat at the bar because my friend was the bartender at the bar. We could eat there, so we're having some lunch. And she was known for dating married men. I mean, she always did. She was just always like the mistress. That was just her gig, you know, like gig. She loved that. So she leans over to him and she says, so, uh, hey, so are you married? And uh, he said, well, yes, I am. And I looked at him and I said, what? I said, you're married? He goes, yeah. And, and I said, well, I didn't know that. He goes, well, you didn't ask. And then the bartender, she goes, yeah, Marley, you got to ask. And I said, I, I said, I didn't know that. I thought if a guy asks you out, it means he's single. Well, not at all. <laughs> I love it. I love how you have all these examples from your own existence. You're like, oh, wait, I can one-up that. Let me just tell you this story. It's so perfect. Well, that was an assumption I used to make. Uh, not, you know, after that, I did not. <laughs> yeah. No, that's beautiful. And what a great example of, like, ask the question, you know? Yeah. And, and, and a lot of times you're right. We don't think – but – but in all honesty, a lot of times we don't ask the question because we don't really want the answer. Oh, well, that could be true. You know, because it, 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 you're looking at it from the perspective of, you know, the wishing and the hoping and the, and the really wanting. And, and I know a lot of times in relationships, um, especially in the dating phase, is just, and people, you know, people are tired. You know, a lot of folks are, you know, tired of the dating thing and they just want, they just want the relationship already and they want to get on with that phase of their life. And so they will cut corners because, and really, I mean, we see it all the time in the due diligence arena in businesses. Um, you know, it's the same concept. It's the same energy that has people kind of looking for that savior, looking for that answer, looking for that, um, you know, you complete me kind of concept. Um, and so I can, I can see how that would play out in dating also. Oh yeah. Um, my, my, my spiritual teacher who I think he's going to be on your show soon, Zarathustra. The oh yeah. Yeah, he says, who you're looking for is you. The person mm -hmm. you're looking for is you. So you are your soulmate. We are our soulmate. Yeah. We are a soul. We are a spirit. And we're here. Beautiful. And uh, we've got to love that. We are a spark, a divine spark of God. We are a spark of light. And uh, so often we just associate ourselves with those 10 extra pounds we've got to lose or that cellulite or that bank account or the gray hair coming in, or I've got to Botox out these uh, lines, which I have to do on my forehead pretty soon. <laughs> We're still human here, but, but that's not what we are. We, we, so we, we, find, of course, that we're going to be critical and not find ourselves lovable. But when we go inside and, and really realize what and who we are, uh, then we're going to come from a different perspective and not look for somebody, something or somebody outside of us to save us or make us happy because we're always going to get disappointed when that's our focus. 
Mm, beautiful. Well, I think that that's a, an awesome note to end on, folks. So you've heard it here. Dating soulmates really is all about dating yourself and being your own soulmate and really making sure that you've made that connection within before you go seeking that connection without. Um, and for sure, as you mentioned earlier, there are there are ways that we grow through connecting with others. And, and sometimes it is a dance and it is a routine or a, a, a synchronicity of, you know, growing in the presence of others. And I know for me, at least my experience was that there were aspects of myself I couldn't see until I saw them through my husband and until I, I got to know that parts of me that only came out in relationship with others. And so, so it, it definitely is a balance. Um, you know, you, you certainly don't have to be perfect before you enter into a relationship, um, but you, you really do have to open up that space and allow for that love to come in, uh, both from yourself and from others. And, and, you know, reach out to Marla and she can help you with that. That, that, that's her world. And, um, <laughs> and she, she's, she's fun to, to speak with in that regard. So Marla, I appreciate you coming on the show and I really appreciate the work that you're doing oh, in the world. Thank you so much. Thanks. And uh, that was well said. Great ending. <laughs> mm, beautiful. Where, let's remind people again where they can go to find out more about you. Yeah, sure. My website, marlamartinson.com. And uh, my, my, if you want to find all, all about what it's like being a superpower Cupid. You can read my my memoir called Diary of a Beverly Hills Matchmaker, and you can get that on Amazon and everything's on my website. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And to all of you out there, as always, thank you for your loyalty. We appreciate it. Until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers, and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.